Welcome to the Willie Jackson Experiment. I'm your host, the one, the only, Willie Jackson. Alright, so I have a really good episode for you guys. Um, and this is one of the topics that was brought up by one of the guys I work with. And um, a lot of people think that uh, metal music is like satanic or like evil. And there's been a lot of different ways that people have interpreted different metal stuff. Um, you know, I would have never guessed some of the metal musicians like Tom Araya of Slayer was a Catholic and, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff is not really intended to um, be like evil or change people's minds to worship Satan or anything like that. Uh, I'm actually recording this today on Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And I am also um, going to give a shout out to Pastor Bob and Sanctuary International Matrix. Um, so subscribe to his channel if you like uh, his material and stuff. And um, then also Metal Cross. Um, so uh, get out there and subscribe to the Metal Cross channel. Um, you know, I'm trying to, not trying to steal anybody's audio, I'm just trying to kind of get it out there and, uh, show you the different, uh, angles that I can from other people's, um, channels and other people's content. So, I really appreciate everyone helping me out. Um, of course, I really love the, uh, Lars Von Retriever, uh, Metal Trump. It's always been a lot of fun for me. And we're just working on making america metal again so thanks for listening this week and uh really enjoy all the feedback that i get and uh, people telling me how they like the topics and different things so um shout out to all my fans and all my listeners out there really appreciate it and um we'll just keep them rolling so have a good week and uh happy mother's day peace Thank you very much, and do you miss me yet? Rock will never, ever die. Living easy, loving, free. She's a ticket on a one-way ride. Asking nothing. Leave me be. Taking everything in my stride. Don't need reason. Don't need rhyme. Ain't nothing that I'd rather do. Go going down. Party time. My friends are gonna be there too. I'm on the highway to hell. All right, come on. On the highway to hell. Highway to hell. On the highway to hell. That's a great song, isn't it? No! Stop signs. Speed limit. Nobody's gonna, gonna slow me down. Right? Like a wheel. Gonna spin it. Nobody's gonna, gonna mess me around. Hey, Satan. Paying my dues. Playing in a rocket. Hey, mama, 
look at me. I'm on the way to the promised land. Yup, I'm on the highway to hell. On the highway to hell. music and why I preach against it, and I believe with all of my heart that it is a contributing factor to our juvenile delinquency of today. I 100% believe it. Why I believe that is because I know how it feels when you sing it. I know what it does to you. And I, I know uh, the evil feeling that you feel when you sing it. I know the, the, the lost position that you get into in the beat. Well, uh, if you talk to the average teenager of today and you ask them what it is about rock and roll music that they like, and they'll, the first thing they'll say is the beat, the beat, the beat. And I reverse thread the machine and I'm going to play that exact piece of tape backwards now. Okay, okay just Proved to... that you've not doctored it I have it not doctored way. it in any way. All right, let's, let's go ahead and start. I live with Satan, exactly. And it, then you'll hear there's power in Satan. Listen to the beginning of In League with Satan from Venom's album, Welcome to Hell. Outside intelligent forces with supernatural power are occasionally able to play an artist much like we would play a musical instrument. They show these same programs, the rock concerts on television, and it's just like all hell was let loose. In fact, you may not like what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway because I'm not afraid to speak out. I think that the music in hell for eternity be some of this rock music with all its vulgarities and all of its sexual innuendos. And uh, here they were stripping themselves, the fellow running around in a little uh, G-string. It reminds me of the wild man of Gadara in Mark chapter 5 who was possessed of a demon running around in the graveyard naked and cutting himself with stones and screaming demon possession psalms hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your heart to the lord you get a dose of the holy ghost filling you controlling you and you'll be singing a new song and get rid of all of those stinking rock records a lot of times i would tell people you know uh i don't need drugs i got rock and roll you know and it was like a, a 
it was like a, a, a heroin addict needs his fix. I needed to rock. But as a drug addict has to come down from a chemical high, so Kevin had to face the fact that heavy metal, too, was a false high. When the music stopped, he still had to face himself. So, as this home video shows, when he made the decision to put his old lifestyle behind him, he went to great lengths to ensure he would never turn back. His friends were incredulous when he took his $20,000 music collection, over 1,100 CDs, records, and tapes, and burned them. Yes, burned them in a remote Texas field. And after I knew the love of the Lord, I could love my wife, and I could love my enemy and my neighbor, you know, because he loved me. Kevin Anderlin. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many of you right now. Maybe it's heavy metal. Maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's some infatuation. Whatever it is that's driving you, whatever holds you, Jesus came to set you free. They want to try to justify their strobe lights and their weird wild suits and their pink hair and their yellow hair and singing their rock songs and smoke bombs going off as glorifying the Holy Ghost. Why, why would a girl under the guise of Christendom in pants so tight they have to have leg stretchers to get them off of her. Get up on a stage supposedly singing Christian music and wiggle all over it. There is a form of music that absolutely should be avoided by saintly people. I call it the hidden dangers of rock music. And uh, you, you, I mean, you'd just be surprised. I, I say hidden. Because the devil always has an agenda on what he does, okay? He always has an agenda of what he's trying to do. If he says, you know, if he puts something out, I guarantee you there's a secret behind it. The strongholds that have an impact on our life, that to our flesh, that to our flesh seems so appealing and so natural, they will eventually, if they're a stronghold of the devil and they are a root of the devil, they will eventually bring bitterness to our life. Would you agree with that? Say amen. Watch these Christians. They don't overcome sin in their life. They don't have time for the Bible. They spend hours practicing their uh, guitars and listening to uh, these worldly rock musicians and trying to imitate that in their own life. No. All I'm saying is not, it's not godly. I cannot imagine Jesus when he was 15 years old listening to that type of thing. People ask me, what do you think of Christian rock? I say, Christian rock, that's like asking me what I think of Christian adultery. Christian adultery, what's that? Adultery between two Christians? Christian murder. What's Christian murder? You know, there's something about when you go to a concert of death metal, somebody might get killed! Right. You know, you're worshipping death. And then all of a sudden, people start dying. Oh, wait a minute. What's going on? Well, you love death so much yeah. that you bought the ticket. Yeah. You love worshiping Satan. Well, let's have some of Satan's religion come in and shoot you. I mean, that's what these people should think about before they go to such a wicked concert. Because when the prince of darkness gets in here, he'll destroy everything in your life. I've had parents explain to me, well, 
I let my teenager listen to rock music because that's all he'll listen to. Let me tell you, so the lyrics to real rock music is nothing more than satanic cyanide. Get it out of your house, throw it out, and burn it. It has no place in the house of the righteous. Welcome to Metal Cross. There is a long-running battle within the church, and it is hindering the church's ability to reach people for Christ. In fact, it's actually dividing the church on many different levels. The battle is over whether Christian heavy metal music should be allowed or is even effective as a tool for church ministry. Heavy metal music is a style or genre of music with multiple subgenres, including speed metal, symphonic metal, thrash metal, death metal, black metal, and doom metal, including additional styles like metalcore and deathcore. There's more, but I won't go into them all here. Each style has its own unique sound, but all have one thing in common. They are all largely rejected by the mainstream Christian community, especially in the death metal and black metal styles. Now, for those that are not familiar with the term death metal, death metal doesn't glorify death. It is a style of music, a sound. Just like rap music isn't about wrapping Christmas presents, they are styles of music. Regardless of the lyrics, although largely Christ-centered and positive in nature, Christian metal is being rejected by churches and Christians for nothing more than how it sounds. The extreme volume, the guttural and growling vocals, the screaming, and the imagery of skulls, graves, crosses, and blood on t-shirts and album covers. I mean CD covers. I'm dating myself here. Those opposed to Christian metal say, you can't growl like a demon and minister for Christ. The music is flat out evil. You can tell just by listening to it. It's Satan's music. How can you minister when you can't understand the lyrics? The music only encourages violent behavior like moshing at concerts. Christian metal is really the same as secular metal. So it can't really be Christian. And there are many Bible verses in Scripture to back that up. John chapter 17, verse 16, 
Jesus says, they, meaning Christians, are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Part of Romans chapter 12, verse 2 reads, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, those who support Christian metal say, The music ministers to those in the metal scene, who may never set foot in a church. This is the only ministry they may ever hear. The church can't relate to metalheads, but we can. And Christian metal can. Music is neutral. It is neither good or bad, but how you use it. The lyrics are positive and Christ-centered. The band members are Christian and dwelled with the Holy Spirit. Their music is of God. And there are many Bible verses to support this view. Psalms chapter 98 verse 4, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. And many people would think heavy metal is noise. Psalms 150 verse 5, Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high sounding cymbals. Regardless of your view, I think both groups have the same goal, to win others for Christ, so that they too may receive the free gift of salvation. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 reads, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. So how do we reconcile this separation within the church? How do we come together on this? We need to stop being selfish. That's right. Each group pulls out Bible verses to support their view. And back and forth we go, arguing each point. This divides the body of Christ. But no one is asking how God views Christian metal. And isn't that what matters anyway? Scripture tells us that God reads our heart. Acts chapter 1, verse 24a, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Romans 10, 10a, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And 1 Samuel 16, verse 7b, the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. If God looks at the heart, then shouldn't we? But how can we know what's in the heart of a Christian metal artist. We test their spirit. There is a spirit behind all music. That spirit flows from the heart of the artist into their lyrics, through their music, and to the listener. 1 John chapter 4, verses 1-3 through 3 reads, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world.
every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Period. There's our answer. Staying in the Word yeah. constantly. Mm -hmm. The Bible's not about me. <laughs> the Bible's not about any of us. Um, and that's something we really try to keep each other accountable to. And not in the sense it's like, hey, did you read your Bible today? You know, <laughs> it's more or less just like leading by example. Because there's mornings where, like, you know, Dylan will get up and he reads he reads the Word. That's like one of the first things he does. And it's a good reminder for anybody else, or mm -hmm. for me, or Nick, or Ben, whoever's doing that kind of stuff. Um, just staying in the Word because, again, like the Bible's not about us. It's about it's about God. Mm -hmm. And if there's anybody who can make clear uh, to us that life is not about us, it's about Him. It's our Creator. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and He does that in His Word uh, to show us that everything's all about glorifying the Son. If you hear a Christian metal band singing about the glory of Jesus Christ, granted you may have to read the lyrics, you have just identified their heart and the spirit in which their music is based, a spirit of God. It doesn't matter what the music sounds like. Matthew chapter 15 verse 18a, but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart. And Luke chapter 6 verse 45b, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Read the lyrics. If we can determine what's in the heart by testing the spirit and listening to what comes out of the mouth of the artists, and scripture tells us it's from God, aren't we disobeying God by trying to stop it? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 19 reads, Do not quench the spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit. As the Expanded Vines Expository Dictionary defines this verse, quenching the Holy Spirit by hindering His operations in oral testimony in the church gatherings of believers. Don't quench the Spirit. This verse is talking about how arguing amongst ourselves is hindering the work of the Holy Spirit. But the growling, the images, the long hair and the tattoos don't matter. Being real with God, so many people in the scene, so many people, so many Christians, so many young Christians, so many people like our age, um, feel like they have to put on some sort of front. Feel like they have to like be a certain type of person and change. Like, stop. That's so just elementary. That's not what God. God. God's not looking at that shirt, you know, he's not looking, he's looking at your heart, he's looking at how you treat others, how you're loving others, how, uh, 
how you're giving him glory and not yourself, you know? And it's just like when we kind of go back to the fundamentals of stuff and just break off that, that whole religious sort of attitude of just, you gotta follow the 10 steps. You gotta follow those, this program and then you can go to heaven and then you can teach people about Jesus. It's just like, no man, like, what I want to do is just want to break those chains off. That's Satan. That's, those are lies. And I just want to tell kids, it's like, come to Jesus. The rest will just come. And uh, there's nine fruits of the Spirit. And so each point is a fruit of the Spirit. As Christians, we have to consider that if we think all heavy metal is Satan's music, Aren't we limiting God? Is God so weak that he can't use metal for his purposes? And if metal is from Satan, do you really think that Satan would allow glorifying Jesus Christ in the lyrics? Absolutely not. And please realize, Christian rockers are part of the body of Christ. But how can a true Christian possibly be involved in such a thing as heavy metal? Paul the Apostle said it best. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 23. Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews I became like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means, I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessing. You know, this reminds me of the Pharisees of Jesus' day, who wore all the right clothes, who said all the right words, who engaged in all the right music. And they disgusted our Lord Jesus Christ. Something to think about. This is Chris with Metal Cross. Thank you for watching. Do you believe God? Do you love God? It doesn't matter to me. I want to hang out with you. I know we're a Christian, man. I know that goes against everything every metalhead has ever heard. Let's say there's no condemnation here, man. We love you. We appreciate you no matter what you believe. I just come up here. I share my beliefs. I love you guys so very much. Dear Pastor Bob, I was raised in a Christian militant family. I've always been different. I'm a metalhead. It's always put a frown on some of my family members' faces. My faith in Christ is still strong to this day. I still play and listen to the same music. I always go to church, talk to God every day, and love Jesus. My family keeps on me all the time on how I present myself with my music, my games, the way I dress. They don't believe where my heart is at, and that's what makes my heart hurt. What do I do?
can I tell you that for the 50 years that I've been involved with um, with Christian rock and Christian metal, this question comes up all the time. And it surprises me that it's still there. You know, um, people have a problem with the way we present ourselves according to their standards, according to their taste. Some people say, well, you should cut your hair, you should dress a little more appropriately and and quit looking like the world. And I'm thinking, really? Because some of the most evil people in the world look like that. The church has somehow adopted a particular standard and this is a standard on how Christians ought to look. Wasn't true in Christ's day because tastes and styles have changed. But we seem to think that it's um that it's an important thing for us to present ourselves to the world this way. One of the reasons that the church has failed so so miserably in so many areas. This is one of them. When we believe that the way that we dress, the kind of music we listen to, is not in keeping with our Christian uh, persona, then we have some real problems. Because folks, the world isn't judging those things. The world is judging you inside, how you treat them, how you love them. And can I just be frank for a minute? Many churches have lost their influence. People think they're a joke for good reason. And we get so caught up in these rules and regulations that we, we can't see how to love people outside of our four walls. And I think that there are a whole lot of churches today that could take a lesson from the Christian metal community. There's a lot of revival going on there, a ton of it. In fact, it seems like that's the one big place where revival is happening. Isn't that interesting? And wouldn't it be interesting if the Christian metal community actually was able to help the church find some revival? You see, we always talk about the church going out and reaching those people. I'm kind of feeling like the shoe is on the other foot now. Maybe the Christian metal community ought to reach in and help the church to find its way. Because there's real revival, honest revival, happening there. You know, when I wrote my last book, shameless plug, not really, uh, Metal Devo. It's a 365-day devotional commentary, and you can turn to the, the day, and it has a quote at the beginning, and then a scripture, and then my commentary, and then things to think about. But when I wrote this, um, I wrote it with this revival in mind. You know that that this is a place that you can go and find out what's going on, too, in the Christian community. And I've got, you know, in the back of the book, I have pictures of, well, 
Alice Cooper and and uh, Nico McBrain from Iron Maiden and uh, Brian Head Welch from Corn and David Ellison from Megadeth. I could have filled that up a lot more from all the people that are very high profile and Christians. And they're not silent. They talk about the Lord and they've been responsible for many other people becoming Christians too. So I know I'm kind of going on a little bit of a tangent with this, but I want to prove this point. When we assume that the church has it together and we need to present ourselves in a certain way, we forget that God is a whole lot bigger than that. Revival happened in the Christian metal community in spite of the organized church, not because of it. And I think that revival in the organized church is really needed and could be sparked partly by Christian heavy metal. That would be something, wouldn't it? But I think it could happen. And I'm hoping that it does because I'm seeing true revival and I see, I'm seeing some really exciting things that we've prayed about for decades and God answers prayer. Well, there's a little twist. I'm sorry your family feels that way about you, but you know, in the end, people can't judge your outside if your inside is glowing more strongly. So be ready at any time to give a quiet and reverent answer to anyone who asks about the hope that you have within you. First Peter 3.15 God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you.